Thank you for joining us here at City Life Church. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry to change your life. Please take a moment to submit your story to info at citylifechurch.cc. And if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially to help us bring God's word to other people. You can go to our website at citylifechurch.cc give to find the giving options that work best for you. We have an encouraging word for you, and we pray that you lean in and engage as we head into the auditorium for today's message. Leviticus chapter 23, verse 40. We start Easter week, Resurrection week, and you want to be here on Good Friday. It's going to be an amazing night of worship and communion. And then next Sunday at just all of our campuses, it's going to be so good. But I would challenge our 1130. I asked some of you last week, if you can come to our 130 service, go grab lunch, then come to church, it would help us out. Because usually on Easter, we're in overflow before we even start church. So if you can come to the 130 service next week, look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to help pastor out. Oh, I didn't believe that now. Come on. I saw some of you. You got nervous. Uh, I don't need everybody to go, but if a few of you would go, that would help. Bring somebody with you. And I'm telling you, invite somebody to church. You may be the key to them knowing Jesus. Amen? Go to the Word. Leviticus chapter 23, verse 40. I want to speak today about... On Palm Sunday, palms and willows. Palms and willows. On the first day, you are to take two branches from luxuriant trees, from palms, willows, and other leafy trees, and rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. Rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. We find that these are instructions of worship as they were preparing for the feast. The feast would be the time that Jesus would also enter into Jerusalem because the kingdom is always aligned. It always has prophetic meaning. It's all a setup. Look at your neighbor and say, it's a setup. You may not realize it, but you're in a setup. What you're walking in today is a setup for your tomorrow. It doesn't matter if it's good stuff, bad stuff, ugly stuff. It all sets you up for the better. And where you're at right now, the Old Testament was a setup for the New Testament. Every gospel setting up for the next chapter. And we find that they're giving a instruction now how we would come in worship he said when you come in worship come for seven days seven is the number of completeness from the very beginning of the book we find that we were given instructions now how many of you realize that the father created the heavens and the earth with one word matter of fact he could have just thought it and it would have been but he laid a pattern for you and i two things god never needs rest and he never needs to worship himself he never gets tired it's like man i need a vacation Man, these people down here, I've been trying to bless them. And no. And he doesn't need worship. He never needs self-affirmation. He doesn't look in the mirror and say, you know, you're more God today than you were yesterday. He never needs a pick-me-up. You know, he never has insecurities. He's just God. He's God alone, all by himself. But he gave us principles in the very beginning of creation. He said, if you will walk out day one and you will rest and you will worship, it will get you to day two. The Bible said he created it on day one. He looked back and said, it is good. And then he rested. Two things you and I need to complete our journey is rest and worship. Day two, he created. Then he rested. Then he worshiped. Three, four, five, six. And on the seventh day, it was complete. The number seven always represents completeness. The only way you make it through the journey to completeness is walking in worship and finding a place of rest. And I believe we find rest in our worship. And we find that he, he, he gives instructions here. He says, when you come in worship, come with a, a palm branch in one hand. 
and in the other hand come with a willow branch. The palm branch represents victory, authority. They would wave it when a conquering king would come. And we're going to talk about Jesus' entrance in just a moment. But they would wave it as a conquering king would come back into, into the city or into a region. And he would come with the spoils of order. They would wave palm branches. It was a sign of victory. It was a sign of, it was a sign of authority. It, it was a sign of health. It was a sign of prosperity, a sign of joy. Matter of fact, every time I come out of the Tampa airport after being like in Minnesota or Chicago, and I drive, there's this one little curve you drive around when you come out of the parking garage, and right when you drive out, you see all the palm trees and the sun hits you, and I'm always reminded that I'm home. Now, palm trees just have something about them. You know, the palm trees, in a, we're not going to talk all about the palm trees, but, but what it represented is what we're going to talk about. It, it represented victory. But the willow tree represented sorrow and brokenness. We know it as a weeping willow. And he said, when you come and worship, you must come with the palm in one hand. But if you'll also come with the willow, because if all you ever know is palm praise, but you never understand the power of willow worship, you never will complete your journey. He said, for seven days, come before me. Come with a branch of palm praise and also a branch of willow worship. And, and the truth is we experience all of it. Either you're going into a season or coming out of a season. But what you have to do is guard the season. Is, is it a season of victory, prosperity, success? Is it a palm season, a, a, a palm praise? Or is it a, a season where you feel defeated, sorrowful, mourning, lack, sickness? You're coming out of a willow season. The truth is they work together. Isaiah chapter 15, verse 7 says this, Therefore the abundance they have gained, and what they have laid up, they will carry away to the brook of willows. He said it doesn't last forever. Eventually you will have to walk through the brook of willows. Eventually you will have to walk through a brook of sorrow. If there's some, matter of fact, if anybody ever told you when you got saved you would never had another problem, they lied. <laughs> Find that guy and, and you talk to him. It's bad theology. The Bible says when it rains, it rains on the just and the unjust. Everybody needs an umbrella in their bag because we all encounter storms. But the truth is, we know the one that speaks to storms. We know the one that controls the storm. We know the ones that covers us in the storm. He says, so when you come, come with a branch of victory and come with a branch of, of mourning and, and lament and, and a, a branch of worship. And if you do, it will get you to a place of completeness in your journey for seven days. Seven really wasn't about a number. It was about completing what God starts in your life. And there are some of us, we give up in the middle because all we do is want to live in the moments of palm praise, but never experience. The writer said, I want to know him in the power of his resurrection and in the fellowship of his suffering. I would tell you this. It's, I, I really would challenge you, that your thinking for many of us, because it's not many times the seasons of palm praise where we grow. It's in the seasons of wilderness worship. It's in those seasons of willow worship where we have to find a hallelujah that's very deep, and we have to trust that God is at work. But what you have to do is you have to guard yourself, because there are two seasons you are vulnerable. One is when you have nothing because we give up in will of worship. The second is when you have everything, because you get broken focus and you begin to rely on what you have. But if you begin to trust him when you have nothing and you can praise him when you have everything, I'm telling you, it allows him to do his perfect work in your life. I don't know where you're at, but give him praise for it right now. Maybe you're in a palm season, I rejoice with you. Maybe you're in a season of willow worship, 
I worship with you today. You know, Jesus, he gives instructions to his disciples. They're getting ready to enter the city. They're excited because the kingdom that Jesus is talking about is getting ready to be released. Now, the kingdom they thought he was going to release and the kingdom Jesus was going to release were two different things. And that's the problem many times where we fail in our will of worship. Because what we see and what we thought are not what he was doing at all. They thought it was a kingdom where there would be, you know, palatial estates and raging armies and chariots and positions. And this kingdom he was talking about was the kingdom of a servant. A kingdom that required death. The Bible said he looked at his disciples and said, go into the city and when you go in you'll find a colt and a donkey. And I want you to loose that donkey. No man's ever sat on him. Bring him to me. This this colt and this donkey are waiting on Jesus. Here's a word. This is for free. It wasn't even in my notes. If you've been waiting on him, just keep waiting. He has purpose for you. Maybe you feel like you're tied to something right now and you've been waiting. Just keep waiting. Because at the right time, your purpose will find you. At the right time, your purpose will seek you out. At the, at the right time, he will loose you and allow you to be unleashed. And he said, loose him and bring him to me. And the Bible said they brought this colt and they threw these coats. I'm telling you, can you imagine? This colt sitting, waiting. Now Jesus, the Messiah, is getting ready to be carried in. On, I'm telling you, sometimes what you're waiting on is not what you think you're waiting on. Sometimes you, if anybody could use me, but, but many times you're waiting for him to use you. And the Bible said they put Jesus on the back and they bring Jesus in. And here's where we pick up in Matthew chapter 21, verse 6. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. They brought the donkey and colt. They laid their clothes on them and sat him on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. And others cut down palm branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitudes went before and those who followed cried out saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved saying, who is this? So the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. They walked, they moved into the city and immediately the city erupted. Hosannas were in the atmosphere. They were waving palm branches of victory. The city was moved by Jesus' arrival. And somebody said, who is this? They said, it's Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David. And Hosanna was cried out. It was not only a, a declaration of admiration, but it was a cry for deliverance. The Bible said, then in a moment of palm praise, the disciples, those that understood who they were with, in a moment of palm praise, they walked in with a triumphant entry. We quickly began to change. And here's the revelation. If Jesus would not only experience palm praise, but have to walk through willow worship. Why would it be any less for us? The Bible said from the very beginning of the journey after the Hosannas began to die down, he walked into the temple and he turned over tables and said, this house will be called a house of prayer and you have made it a den of thieves. And he sat down, he began to teach and healing began to release. On the second day, he cursed a fig tree for not bearing figs. Wednesday was a little more low-key, but on Thursday it got crazy. Jesus had one of his closest deny him. He would teach them that day about the breaking of bread and the cup and the power 
of the prophetic resurrection. He would kneel before them and take a towel and wash their feet and teach them about the way to this kingdom is to serve. But on Friday, it got crazy. After walking through a garden, Jesus, here's willow worship right here when you do not understand and the hosannas have died down and you can't find the answer and people are falling asleep on you. You simply cry out, Father, not my will, but thine be done. That's willow worship right there. And Jesus walked out of that garden after walking not only through seasons of palm praise, but grabbing hold of a willow and worshiping his way through a garden. He looked at his disciples and said, sleep on. I'm going with you or without you. I've made up my mind. He picked up a cross. They falsely accused Jesus. They beat Jesus and then they put him on a cross and I'll tell you what happened on the other side of that cross after he declared it is finished. The Bible said he hung his head and died but that was not the end of the story because I find that at the end of the story he would once again find himself in a season of palm praise. David, the great one, the great worshiper, we call him the chief praiser in the Bible. The Bible said he understood. Many times he would learn how to worship in a field. He would learn how to praise in a cave. He would have to worship when he was now in authority in a kingdom. And he would write things like this in Psalm 34 verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. He would learn to worship wherever he was, whatever season he found himself in. We find also in the Psalm he would write this. He would declare this in Psalm 30. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. We find that the great apostle would write this, the one that understood how to stand before the masses and declare he was a great orator. He was a great writer. But he would also have to learn to sing in a prison at a midnight hour. And he would have to learn to write from a prison. And he would declare this in Philippians chapter 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, it's almost like he's reminding himself, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. He said, if you only know him in the moments of palm praise, but I love what the Bible said in Psalm 30, verse 5. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. You know how you get to the next season of palm praise? It's by grabbing hold of the willow in your hand when you don't know who you are and you can't find out exactly where you're going and you don't know how he's putting it all together, but you rise up and say, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I can't find my praise right now, but his praise never dies. His praise never ceases. Come on, take about five seconds and give him one of those praise. I heard a story. I was reminded of it. It was, it was about an old country guy named Bobby, and Bobby just was a worshiper. Bobby loved to worship. Bobby's just country, though. Any country folk in the house? Any country folk at City Life? Hey. Bobby loved to worship. Bobby was saved. He just radically saved. He loved to worship. Bobby got loud in his worship, though. And sometimes it made the people around him uncomfortable. You know, Bobby's church was experiencing revival, and Bobby got saved in that revival. And they built a big new building. And one day Bobby's pastor comes to him and said, Bobby, you know, when we dedicate this building, he said, you know, it's going to be a special day. He said, oh, pastor, I can't wait. He said, you know, the mayor's coming, Bobby. He said, the mayor? He said, the mayor. He said, Bobby, the city council is going to be there that day. He said, the city council? He said, city council, Bobby. He said, ooh, that's awesome, pastor. He said, yeah. He said, we have congressmen coming. 
Our banker's going to be there. He said, you know, Bobby, sometimes you get so loud. And it makes those people around you feel uncomfortable. He said, you know, this is going to be a special day. You think on this day you can maybe quiet it down a little bit? Bobby said, well, I guess. He said, matter of fact, Bobby, I know how much you like cowboy boots. He said, Bobby, if you can hold it down one day, I'm going to buy you a brand new pair of cowboy boots. He said, oh, pastor, you know I like cowboy boots. He said, I can do it. That day came to dedicate the building. And they got in the service. And Bobby was good for a while through the announcements. But all of a sudden, the worship started. And they began to sing, what can wash away my sins? What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And Bobby started tapping his foot. They started singing about amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wrench like me. Bobby began to lift his hand. All of a sudden, they got up and they began to declare Bobby's favorite verse. And all of a sudden, Bobby jumped up, began to shout, looked at the pastor and said, boots or no boots, I'm going to praise the Lord. Sometimes in your journey, you've got to make up your mind. Boots or no boots, I'm going to praise the Lord. If it's a palm day, I'm going to praise Him. If it's a willow season, I'm going to worship Him. Let everything that had breath praise the name of Come on, jump to your feet all over the room. Come on, let's take about 10 seconds and give him a praise. Maybe you're in a palm season. Give him a shout. Maybe you're in a season of victory. Give him a shout. Maybe you're in a season of overflow. Maybe you're in a willow season when you don't know what to do. I challenge you, right in the midst of the willow season, grab a willow branch and begin to wave it and declare you are God and God alone. Here's how the story ends. Listen to me. When they went into Jerusalem, it was a palm season. But by the time they got out, it was a willow season. But then I get to the book of Revelations. And I'm in chapter 7, verse 9. And it says this. After these I looked and behold a great multitude. No one could number them. Of all nations, tribe and people and tongues. Standing before the throne. You know who was sitting on that throne? The lamb clothed in a right row. His name is Jesus. I love this. With palm branches in their hand. If you ever get the revelation that it ends with the palm praise, you just know the willow season is going to be all right. If you ever get the revelation that it's all going to end with the palm wine, because we serve an alpha God and an omega God and an ending God, that's why the psalmist, that's why the chief praiser would rise up and say, even in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? You're in this valley. Why? I'm anointed for this valley. Goodness and mercy are in this valley. And I'll tell you what, people that understand, listen, people that understand willow worship, they get prophetic in those seasons. This is what David said, I will dwell. Oh, I'm not there yet, but I will dwell. You know what? I can't even see it yet, but I will. I don't know what it looks like yet, but I will dwell in the house of the Lord. I'm telling you, there are some of you right now, if, if you would get into that place of worship in your willow season, a prophetic word would release and it would declare my best is yet to come. My latter will be greater than my former. Where I'm going is better than where I've 
I'm praying in this resurrection season that not only the God of the palm season, but the Jesus of the willow season would become so real to you and me that wherever we're at, we've got a palm branch in one hand. And if we walk through a season that doesn't look like we wanted to, oh, that's all right. I got a willow branch in the other hand. So, you know, whether I'm in a palm season or a willow season, whether I'm up or whether I'm down, whether I'm in or whether I'm out, whether people like me or they're writing mean stuff on social media about me. I, I've got a brand, I've got a branch for whatever season I find myself in. So I just declare like the psalmist, your praise will continually be in my mouth. Your praise will continually be in my heart. Your praise will be a declaration. I, I don't know where you're at today, but I want, I want to rejoice with you. You're in a palm season because I, I love the God of blessing. I'm telling you, I pray he just keeps on blessing you. I pray you're a testimony of the kingdom in the land of the living. Or maybe you're walking through a season where the job dried up and the marriage isn't great. Maybe you're having trouble with your kids and you've been praying for prodigals to come home. Maybe you've been in a season where you've just had to trust when you could not trace God working. Maybe you're in a willow season. Maybe you're discouraged. Maybe you need encouraged. I've come to join my worship for you today in a willow season. Because I do know this. The Alpha God and the Omega God, the beginning God and the ending God. I find out he gives me a glimpse in the book of Revelation that if I can make it through a willow season, it all ends with a palm praise. Because at the end, you and I, we win. On, whatever your season you're in, come on. If, if, you're in a, if you're in a palm season right now, come on, just lift your hand and testify. You're being blessed right now, lift your hand and testify. We're going to pray with you today. We're going to celebrate with you today. Oh, but get ready. There's, there, there may be a willow season in your future, but remember these palm seasons. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor, I, I'm, in, I'm in a willow season. I'm in a willow season. Come on, I'm going to join my worship with you and those around you. We're going to join our worship. Come on, slide your hand up if that's you. Now, everybody should have a hand up at this time because you're in one or the other. Thank you again for joining us for today's message. Our prayer is that it ministered to you and changed your life. If there is anything we can pray with you about or if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, send us an email to info at citylifechurch.cc. We would love to invite you to be our guest at one of our campuses throughout Tampa for our Sunday service experience. You can find out our times and locations on our website at citylifechurch.cc. You can also download our app on your smartphone and tablets for more online messages and to stay up to date with everything happening at City Life. It was great having you with us today, and we will see you next time.